don't have big intros for this one like Alex does. It's usually pretty calm and chill. You know what, though? It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Like a real long, hot minute. Yeah, it has been for us. <laughs> We've been really busy. We have been busy doing adult things. Totally adult things. I don't know. Lots I'm, of adult stuff. I've been, I've been playing a lot of video games. <laughs> this hasn't stopped me any. Yeah, it's true. So today we're doing another digital love. Yeah. This is Plebby and Adam and... Plebby and Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, t- today we're doing a game that I have talked about on this podcast on Raised by Spoiler, or, sorry, on Ronin Geek like a million times. Mm-hmm. I have basically cupped its balls, sucked its dick, and talked highly about this game every single time we talk about it. It's usually my top five, I'd yeah, say. Usually. Um, it's right up there with Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Um, can't think of any other games off the top of my head. Starcraft or yeah, you know, my top my top games that I always come back to that I feel classics. safe. Yeah, my safe games, my yeah. my safe harbors of like <laughs> the world is chaos and I need to come back to something chill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is definitely one of them. Um, today we're talking about your experiences and my old experiences of Final Fantasy Tactics, specifically the Lion Wars, the PSP version. Yeah, not to be confused with Tactics Advance or. Um, tactics tactics Ogre, two. or you know any of the other tactics well, games that are out there. Final Fantasy just... Tactics, Final Sa- Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced, Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced Two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about Lion Wars. Yeah, Lion Wars specifically. I think it's the best version of the tactics genre. I have no opinion of that. I I think it's definitely better than the PS One. Mm. Uh, there are staunch lovers of the PS One that will battle you to the death. <laughs> Um, sure, I guess. Like, I'm not going to poo-poo them. Yeah, you know, those PS1 people, they're just, <laughs> they're hardcore. Yeah, I just think the 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 updated verbiage of everything and the whole Shakespearean attitude with it is so much better. They don't actually have that Shakespearean tone dialogue in PS1. It's a bit more blunt. Well, for the English translation anyway. Yeah, for the English translation. Even in the Japanese, they don't do that. Yeah, wow. it, It's... It's more, they, they don't even, I, don't, I, I think they do it more like the samurai time. Mm. Um, so that's how they kind of give that old style thing. Yeah. They can't go, apparently they can't go so far back in their history because their language has evolved so much so quickly that if you were to go back long enough, like basically back to the Shakespearean era, the same time period, mm-hmm. you would not be able to understand Japanese from that time period. I mean, it's a stretch to say that we really understand Shakespearean language either. I mean... I think we absolutely it's do. It's pretty rough. It's rough, but we can understand it. It still it's uses flowery. the same language. It's flowery. But that's that's not the language of the time. That's Shakespeare. Sure. Right. Right? When when you do all your stuff in poetry, you're being a bit pedantic and showy-offy is really what's happening. <laughs> Abuse of the thesaurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just beat the shit out yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So this game, um, to be clear, I own the game on PSP. Mm-hmm. I owned it on PS1 and I will own it on any console they give it to me in the running future. So that being said, we can legally say that we played it on a PSP emulator because we have a PSP. Therefore, we had the legal rights to the OS mm. and we owned a copy of the game on both PS1 and Lion Wars. Therefore, we had a legal right to the ROM. Sure. So we can say how we played this. The way we did it was I used a emulator on my laptop, played oh, it. Pss, pss, pss. <laughs> um, I can never unhear that. No, it's a funny name, but I just don't. Yeah. It's so dumb, um, but that's fine. 
Uh, and I played it on a big screen TV and I don't, I think it worked out visually pretty well. Yeah, actually, honestly, I expected to look graphically horrendous because how good can a PSP screen size game scale to a 60 inch TV <laughs> and turns out pretty damn good actually. So kudos to the TV or the software or whatever magic it's made that the TV, happen. the emulator, yeah, the software. I, I don't no know. Idea. I don't know how it happened. Like, it looks good though. It's pixel graphics. So I mean, it is what it is, but it didn't like get weirdly janky or whatever. I mean, there was some like kind of weird screen tearing in some mm -hmm. areas, but overall it was good. I think the sound was worse than the, the actual picture. Oh, for sure. Or like crackling and cutting out. Well, I think the sound was designed for the shitty little speakers of the PSP. Sure, which is like borderline mono speaker. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it was coming out of the TV and it had so much more bass. Yeah, So yeah. I think it couldn't quite know what to do with the bass because remember those things are designed not expecting that much bass. So sure. the sound itself, the music itself is composite. Uh, composed, not expecting that much bass. Yeah, makes sense. So, okay, I kind of gave it a pass on that one. I think that you're right. The sound was a bit iffy, but I think that was the emulator, not the game. I, sure. I yeah. give that credit. The intro music, I got to say, still sound amazing. Honestly, that whole soundtrack is like on point. Like I can tell you for the past, you know, several weeks, I wake up almost every day with the battle music just on my head, in my head on repeat because we did so much grinding in that game and that's the background music of my life now. So, <laughs> yep, I hear it every day and it's, that, it's still solid. That makes total sense. So we played all the way through it. It only took like 30 hours and we went through it slowly with oh, grinding. Oh yeah, pretty slow. Um, so it's, you can see it's one of those games where you know me, I struggle with... Um, big jrpgs that take hours. hundreds of hours yeah that's something you do oh yeah I'll, like i put like a hundred and some odd hours just into persona yeah like yeah i have no no problem just sitting down and hunkering down into a hardcore jrpg whatever yeah and i struggle with games that um repeat the same thing over and over again mm. where they're trying to make it clear that oh my god you have mental problems oh my god you have mental problems like no no you only needed to tell me once maybe twice if you really wanted to ham it up. Don't fucking tell me a fifth time. <laughs> don't, just don't do it. I don't have time for that. Yeah. You, to me, it's disrespectful to my time and it's not making the money worth it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like if I pay $80, $90 for a game and I play it for 30 hours, that's still a better deal than any movie. Mm, yeah. Yeah, for like value versus time. A dollar per, per minute yeah. or whatever dollar per hour so it totally makes sense mm -hmm. um and i just don't so i have a struggle with that this game i feel respects your time kind mm, of <laughs> kind of okay there's a couple battles and like little story side things that i could have just went yeah we could have did without this we could have did with a lot of it yeah there was a few battles added in the line wars just to pad things and add more combat to because people were finding themselves under leveled sure. so they did an extra combat just to give you a little little extra boost yeah. and i do agree those were a little weak and i think some there were some combats even in the original game that were just there to give you levels. Sure. Really. Yeah, where you fight like random bandits or like, hey, you are encountering a group of soldiers on the way to E random area and they seem to give you some sort of story diarrhea to go with it. So here you go and then fight these people, but you don't really know who they are, but you're going to fight them anyway. And it's like, but I just, oh, I don't care. Just let me get it, to the next area. It is nice that there's a story plot where they're talking about this war and usually when you're on your way to fight in a war, fight with a group, there's this sense of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're deserters and they're dealing with the desertion. Yeah. So it, it builds the world more, I think. There's a couple stories. Like, I don't know that I necessarily cared about like Mustadios 
story. Yeah. And like the, a lot of those little like side characters, all like the twins. I don't even remember what their fucking names were. I don't think they're twins. The, well, like brother and sister. I thought they were twins. I'm pretty sure they were twins. No, she, because he says, I'm your elder. Maybe they could be twins, but he'd be just barely an elder. Sure. If that's the I didn't case, care yeah. about their story at all. They were added so late in the game and yeah. I really just did not care about anything they had to do or say. So there's just like little side stories like that where I almost feel like they just threw too many characters stories at you and then you just stopped caring about like all of them because there were so many and so much going on. And you're like, eh, just go go back. I don't care. I have to say that's the one weakness of the game. They already had so many characters in the story plot yet they kept sort of adding more even in the last chapter. Mm, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, okay, you need to slow down. Now, I understand the reason those two existed. They're, they served two purposes. One, because nothing in this game is evil is evil for the most part. There are a few cases of it, mm, but sure. everything has a balance for the most part. Um, these two showed that there is evil and good in everyone. They also, their relationship was the key to saying uh, that the Orosite, the stones um, were not inherently evil. They were the first time when she resurrected her yeah, brother. Yeah, that's true. It was the first time you saw that the stone reflects the person. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So that was their purpose, was to show you that. Um, and then also they showed that the person you were going to kill is evil, so you don't feel bad about doing it, because you're like, ah, he's evil, he rapes her. Yeah, but you didn't end up killing him anyway. You get thrown <laughs> off the fucking roof by somebody else. You're like, oh, okay, he's dead. Yeah, that's the Game of Thrones hey. plot twist of, <laughs> you think he's your boss, but he ain't your boss. Yeah, he just gets yeeted off the roof. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I do love the the, the death noise he makes. Ah! Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, okay, so this game starts off um, with uh, this really simple story mm. um, with just you as Ramza and then this Delita character. You go through, you kind of, before you're a knight, before you're a soldier, you go through and you fight about. And you learn that basically soldiers came back from this 50-year war and they were because of poverty, because your side lost the war effectively. Um, they were given no compensation for their role. So they were just left to, they're wounded, they were hurt. Many people came back with no husbands and they were just left to be on the street. So basically they came back from war to the United States and were just left as homeless veterans. I would say worse, <laughs> but you're not wrong. Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty much how the U.S. treats their veterans. I think they treat them better than, than well, these yeah, guys. Obviously, they pay them a little more. Yeah, but you're you're right. It's that same kind of mentality. Right, so it's, right. a, it's an interesting story considering the history of Final Fantasy is usually pretty like the bad person has the bad crystal. We stop the bad crystal person. Right. You know, so it was very deep and holy Yeah, this one was a little more vague about like, you really didn't know who was necessarily the bad guy until the end. Like yeah. it was really just sort of a, hey, there's a lot of bad shit happening in the world. So like a lot of different people from a lot of different sources, but it ends up being like one bad thing sort of causing all the bad things to happen. So yeah, yeah. it's not so much that it's one thing causing, I would say it's more the one thing is taking advantage of the people doing bad stuff. Those the, yeah. the higher ups, you know, the Dysodargs, the uh, the Largs, the Goltanas, they would still do evil stuff if the church had no involvement. True. I Just guess. the church was taking it up to the next level. Um, but you, you find the story where you're just kind of learning about these people in this brigade, corpse brigade, mm. and you're learning that they're not that bad. They're just people, they're just desperate. 
Yeah. Is really what and it is. Desperate people will move to desperate measures because they have to. Yeah. And you learn that the higher ups, the lords and the ladies, the the well-borns, uh, the highborns, they are willing to sacrifice these people and not care about them. And obviously it creates a rift between Delita and Ramza. They both, what's interesting is at that moment, at the end of chapter one, effectively, because of the death of T- Titra and, mm-hmm. and these characters, um, Ramza and Delita start with the same they start at that moment they have the same goal they both want to give balance and fairness to the common folk sure but they clearly have different ideologies right coming from different places coming from different places whereas delita has the feeling of um the ends justify the means Ramza has not that belief that you don't sacrifice any individual person along the way. Yeah. Ramza believes that it's what you do along the way that makes a difference. Yes, exactly. And those those are, I think, a large portion of this story. I think there's basically two major story plots going on. Yeah, basically. Um, you talk about Ramza's loss and you talk about Delita's loss and those two paths. And then there's the whole stop the evil sure, demons yeah. thing. So those, I think those are the two major story arcs and everything else in between is weaved in between those and kind of fit to those. Those stories were intense. Like there was a lot to them and I felt they were both really well done. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was a good game. You go through and you, there's a bunch of, you know, Game of Thrones twists and turns. Oh, he backstabbed him. He backstabbed him. Oh, turns out he actually was supposed to kill him. Oh, he did kill him. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. If there's one, okay. I learned three things from this game. (laughs) Never trust your family. <laughs> never trust your allies. And never fucking trust the church. <laughs> never, ever trust the church because the church is always evil and there's somebody in the church who's always evil and they're pulling the strings and the church is gonna the church is gonna murder everybody. I do find it funny that the high confessor, which is like okay, this game is very clearly based on Christianity. Sure. I yeah. don't I don't think we're no one's debating. No one's this. arguing that. If you're debating this, you clearly don't play the game and pay, yeah. you're not paying attention. <laughs> um the high confessor who's the pope of this world is funny because he's actually a good guy. The head of the church yeah, is you a find legit that out. good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy and then he just gets murderized <laughs> in like the most brutal way. And you're like, oh, okay, well, shit. Yeah, he was just used and abused and he's just this dumb old man. It's like, I'm going to collect the Zodiac Stones because that's, that's what my church is about and it seems like the good, right choice to do. Yeah. And then you'd find out that all of his bishops are like this fucking dumbass. He's such an idiot. We're getting the Zodiac Stones because we want demons. Right, right, right. <laughs> It's just hilarious. So I guess the first question really I have is what drew you to this game? Like, okay, I started dating you like what? End of high school. Basically. I know yeah. how you were in high school. This is not your, but kind we were of friends game. in high school. Yeah. We were friends in high school. Like this is not your kind of game. Um, high school Adam was like high energy needs like a lot going on. And this is like a slow methodical, like, intense story game not intense intense game i don't know true and i think i when i was first got my hands on this game and i keep bragging on the guy um and every time i do this podcast with you and i do this podcast on ronin geek and i start talking about video games and my history of video games Mm -hmm. i keep realizing how much of an impact rob had on my life (laughs) And your game choices and your like hobbies just and like everything. General. I was a hockey player. I played goalie. I was very physical. Yeah. 
And then I met Rob in grade six. Yeah, and then you became a total nerd. And by the time I was in grade nine or 10, I was a hardcore nerd. A total nerd with a lot of anger issues. Yeah, yeah, a lot of physical From anger From hockey, because those hockey kids are angry yeah. all the time. Ah, we had to fight. We had to fight to get our, our, yeah, yeah. our passions. Scrap. <laughs> um, Rob had a PS1. And yeah, makes sense. I don't remember. I got a PS2 at this stage. Mm. Rob handed me a dual disc of Final Fantasy Tactics and another game I don't give a fuck about. Sure. Uh, I, I'm i trying to see if I can find out what uh, Final Fantasy Tactics on PS1 dual disc. Sure. Disc. Uh... Yeah, I don't think you're gonna. Oh, no, I don't think you're gonna find it. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna find it. Yeah, they used to like package them with games that like nobody fucking cared about, so that you would, I don't know, at least one might get you to buy it. Yeah, that's kind of what it was, and I forget what it was on, but there was another game on there. Sure. That whatever, it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so he gave me this dual disc. One had Final Fantasy Tactics, the other one, and he kind of just said, "Try this out." I went, well, "Okay," and I played it. And I sucked. Was the PS2 backwards compatible? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. Um, and I sucked horribly sure. at it. Like really, would. really bad. Um, I don't think I made it. So if you've played the game, there's maybe th- two to three missions before the Corpse Brigade missions. Mm. Like all in chapter one. All in chapter one, yeah. So you know the scene where you actually fight and beat the Corpse Brigade and you... Um, not Wygraph because he always runs away, but right at the end of the course brigade where you save uh, the Marquis. Yes, yeah. I never beat that. Wow. I mean, I totally get it. Those Some of those battles were actually really challenging. Like if you just, if the AI did some real stupid fucking thing or you just made like one wrong move and get slaughtered. Yeah. Like that was it. There was no recovering from that. And it was harder. The And as you can tell from the game, the earlier on in the game, the harder it is. Mm, oh, absolutely. It starts hard and gets easier. And then it gets really hard and then it gets easy and then it gets hard. Like it's, And then it, it becomes a joke right at yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's kind of what happened is I couldn't beat that. So mm-hmm. I, I I was 15. I was dumb. I, I couldn't do it. So I put it down. Sure. Um, and then I think I picked it up again. And I got to the last mission of chapter one. Couldn't beat that one. Wow. So that's the one where teacher dies and Delita blows up. Yes. Okay. Um, couldn't beat that. Put it down again. So then it came out on PSP. Yeah. By then I was pretty much done college. I was, oh, no. I was in the middle of college at the time. Yeah. You were in the middle of college. I was in the middle of college at the time. And or just finished college. Could be either or. I might have been my, my last year or something. Yeah. And it came out on PSP on with War of the Lions. And I went, okay. I'm an adult now, I think, kind of. Sort of. I'm going to try it again. That is when I beat it for the first time. Right. And that's when I got through the story and understood the story and so on and so forth. So the thing is, is I didn't really get the game and I struggled with it mostly because I don't think I was bored out of it. I wanted to. I was frustrated. This game gave me so much frustration when I was young. <laughs> I can see that. It gave you frustration as an adult too. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But I it, saw you rage quit a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. But it, it frustrated me because I couldn't beat the challenge. I couldn't meet the challenge. Sure. And that bothered me because I really wanted to continue going on the game. I, I enjoyed the story that I was reading. 
I somehow understood it as a kid. I think it's because the PS1 version was more blunt, didn't use the Shakespearean mm, maybe, verbiage. Yeah. So my younger days, when I wasn't as much of a much of a writer as I am now, um, I, I did I could understand it. Well, I don't think I would understand War of the Lions back then. Uh, yeah, it's questionable. But I liked War of the Lions more. Right. So yeah, I, I got into it mostly because Rob. And you're right. Uh, considering my games back then were like Devil May Cry, Starcraft. All fast-paced like Budokai. Games. Budokai, yeah, fighter like games. Action-y games. Yeah. Considering that, it is weird that I liked this game. But I also liked Chrono Trigger and some other turn-based type stuff. Yeah, I guess it's true, too. I was into Final Fantasy X and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess your game tastes were kind of all over the place. Yeah, but I, I think it was definitely slower and more can, uh, can thoughtful than my, than my other stuff. Sure, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite part about it? Like, why... Why is it your top game? Like, what? well, not your top game, but one of your top games, always. Obviously, the answer is everything. If it only one one feature was my favorite part, I wouldn't be in a top top game. Yeah, I guess that's true. Every, everything has to be my favorite part. Yeah. Um, but I would say if I had to take one thing and put it into many of the other games I did, um, the quick, concise, informative, and targeted dialogue. I mean, I guess you could consider that. To me, it's well written. It's well written, which is to say you get the same amount of data than most JRPGs will say in three hours. You get it in two lines. Yeah, I guess. And the characterization of all of that means it's more impactful. And so because of that, I find that it's a, there's this concept of the better writer is not the person who can write 10 pages. It's the person who can write the same as 10 pages in two sentences yeah that makes sense and to me this was the epitome of that it was perfect writing it got you the right mood with the tone mm-hmm. and they had some great quips some great classical shakespearean <laughs> oh quips. yeah that like back and forth you know um uh language duels yeah like they, word battles they had great word battles battles of ideology of philosophy oh, yeah in very short periods of time. And even during the cinematics, they had this tension. It's almost like you were watching a fight scene in verbiage and wording. Yeah. And there's this energy going, and there's this almost like he's got this, he's got the um the foot up. Now he's winning. Now he's winning. And all they were doing was talking. It was so good. Yeah. So I yes, will, the dialogue. Yeah, it's definitely solid. And I will say that like they did a really good job of making me actually care about most of the characters. Like even ones that they just introduced later. I find that their dialogue and the uh, personality that they gave to each individual character was very well thought out. Yeah. And everybody felt very unique. Like there wasn't a lot of like, oh yeah, it's just another mook soldier fuck or whatever the case is or whatever with a grudge. No, you actually cared about each individual character and like why they were in the position they were in and why they were doing the things that they were doing. And everybody had their own sort of like personal goals and they went about, I don't know, achieving those goals in different ways. Some ways were good. Some ways weren't like, like we, uh, Wygraph. Yeah. Wygraph, whatever. His story is like like, sad. Like you feel bad for him. Yeah. Even though he's kind of a villain, right? He's kind of a villain, but he's got a good ideology. It's just unfortunate that it corrupts him by the end. Right. And same with, uh, Delita. Like Delita's not a good person. No. Delita's not a good character. He is a bad person who is, just tends to have good goals, I guess. Yeah. And goes about achieving those goals in a pretty shitty way. 
So, I mean, it's, it's great that they have that level of like character development in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And the fact that they can show that deleted does seem to actually love princess Ovalia. Yeah. In his own like weird kind of fucked up way. In his own weird fucked up way. And princess Ovalia even kind of loves him for a little bit, but then clearly once you find out the credits roll and what he was willing to do and let Oren burn, let Ramza's name get dragged through the mud. Yeah. She clearly, it breaks her. That actually surprised me the most. That was probably like the plot twist that went, holy shit, she just fucking stabbed him. Yeah. This is not a happy ending. This game does not have a happy ending. And, and it's after like, the credits. Right. So <laughs> you're sitting there, you're like, oh yeah, you know, game's done. Ramza, you know, maybe he just like rode off into the sunset or whatever and delete is married and everything's great in the kingdom. And oh my God, he's dead. <laughs> Like, holy shit. So I wasn't expecting that at all. That ending is the punchline that I think is this great punchline because it's a, Delita has this thing where he makes the statement there where he says something like, um, what what did you get in all of this, Ramza? I got this. Right, right. And he makes that statement of, my path led me here. Mm -hmm. My name is remembered. I'm famous, but I also got killed by and killed my wife. Right. Um, so I sacrificed everything everything ramza also sacrificed everything right he sacrificed his brothers the only thing he didn't really sacrifice was uh alma his sister yeah but you also brought up that point of like did they really come back are they alive yeah that's the question are they in like some weird interdimensional space it's like floating around in nothingness are they just dead like yeah there's that who vagueness. fucking knows it, it, they seem to imply that he survived sure but it could easily be interpreted as Oren just saw what he wanted to see when right. he wrote it. You're absolutely right. I, I, I think the official story plot is that he did survive mm. and he lived quietly. And sure. that was his reward for the, his choices made. That was where their two paths led them. One became his name was great, but his personal cost him. Whereas yeah. Ramza cost, he sacrificed everything for other people all the way around the line. His name wasn't known, but he got a peaceful death. Yeah, I guess. And that's where, you know, the trade-off, what did you get in all this? And it's what was such a great Shakespearean Oh, it's Hamlet very, very play. Shakespearean. I love it. Yeah. Um, who's your, uh, well, who's your favorite character, like, overall? My favorite? Yeah. Uh, um, Delita. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, all right. I yeah, I, I just, I love his journey and he's not a one trick pony. He's not this guy who's just on the path and Ovelia kind of turns him a bit, but not enough. Like he's, yeah. he's an imperfect human. He has a goal. He has an ideology, but he wavers here and there and he makes changes and he doesn't even sometimes know that he's doing the shitty things that he's doing. Mm -hmm. Like he makes a comment where he makes a deal with Ramza and one of his, I forget her name but she's the one who's sent to watch over him in the fourth chapter. Oh yeah. The little like assassin chick there. Yeah. yeah. And she kind of goes, wow, you even use your friends so readily. And he tells her to shut up. He's like, I that's saw, not yeah. what I do. Shut up. I'm not like them. Yeah. And he kind of realizes he's becoming the very thing he swore to topple. Yeah. It's true. And, and he just doesn't know it. He doesn't recognize it. Mm. And I think that makes him a very interesting character. Yeah. Fair enough. So that, that's what I really liked about it. What's your favorite class? We're going to talk about actual, like, battle mechanics now. Yeah, the battle mechanics. Um, uh, oh, boy. We'll uh, say, like, base class. Because obviously there's some, like, real, like, kooky, 
combinations of whatever, but like your the base class that you would enjoy the most. Um. Wow, I actually don't know. Uh, Dragoon. Yeah. Yeah. You, you like jumping around. I like the. I like it's a very tactical play. You have to be like, okay, you have a CT score of this, so I won't be able to hit the jump. Right. You know, I mean, it's a very tactics based tactical like it's 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 not as simple as the rest i mean aside from the arithmetic dude mm. the calculator whatever you want to call them aside from that one which i'm not gonna fucking touch that one i don't even want to do that <laughs> we tried uh. we tried so hard <laughs> <laughs> and it got so far <laughs> uh, yeah, we couldn't even math no no didn't even even math uh no i think the dragoon i think it's just the most fun i love the idea of you know, just landing on people's heads and bouncing back. That's very satisfying. It is fun. It is, it is a lot yeah. of fun. So to uh, wrap up my questions, um, so how do you feel about the story now versus when you were a wee teenager? I think the biggest par- portion for me is I hated English when I was in high school. Yeah, you failed. Uh, so much so that I failed, I think, grade 10 English. Yeah. Um, I was forced to learn Shakespeare. And I despised it. You know, yeah, I had the Coles notes. It's boring. Yeah, it's absolutely shit. And something happened. And I liked reading. Like, you, we just went out to dinner with my parents. Mm-hmm. And you heard from my mom that ever since about grade six, I devoured books. Mm-hmm. And yet I hated Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, and I hated that flowery kind of, like, just get to the fucking point. That was kind of who I was. Yeah. And it wasn't until later when actually I started playing Dungeons and Dragons again mm-hmm. and I started writing story and understanding and I started studying story arcs and character where I started actually refinding my love of, or not refining because I never did, but right. finding my love of Shakespearean's romantic tales and the counter arc and the classic stories. And it was because of that that I learned to enjoy this game. So my ideology of the story back then, it was more about the mechanics then. Mm -hmm. And the story was a revenge story. I didn't really understand it. Sure. Now I see the quips. I see the the, the dialogue battles. And that to me brought this game from, oh, it's a good game to, holy shit, this is an amazing game. Right, right. So that's a huge difference between then versus now. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So... I got to ask, because now this is up to you. This is your first time really experience. I think you touched on it before in the past, maybe. No, I've never played. Actually, I think when we had it for the PSP, there was a time where I picked it up to start playing it because you had sort of played it and then like put it down for a while. (laughs) And I started playing it and you went, right, I forgot how much I fucking love this game. And you just like took over. Yeah. And we're like all consumed by it. And I just went, okay, I'll just play it when he's done. And then I just never did. Yeah. So that was that was like the only really experience I've had like with the game. That makes total sense. Yeah. Sorry for taking that away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my experience. Uh, so given that, did you enjoy the actual story of it, the game? Did oh you my enjoy God, it? yes. I love, you know what's funny? It, I liked that I got to just sit there and be like, I don't know. A, a, a observer of the story without having to like feel the slog of like playing the game. That's kind of, I honestly, that's one of the reasons why I love like watching you play games and it just sounds so ridiculous, but it's like, I get to enjoy it without having to like put the effort and the time and whatever investment into it myself. Even though you put the time into it because you sit there on the couch next to me the right, whole time. Right, but I like multitask too, right? Like if you're, while, while the boring bits are happening, like the repetitive combat or whatever else, I can go do things and then come back and just simply enjoy the story. 
So I like I like the flexibility of it. It's great for me because I'm super fucking ADD and I can't sit still for more than five minutes and I just need to like do something. It's true. So yeah, it's really hard for me to like just sit and play games. So for me, it's great. And I, I really got to just enjoy the story and holy shit, every time I like sit there and something would happen, I just go, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Huh, well, I wasn't really expecting that. And it got to the point where like, I just assumed that everybody was gonna fucking backstab everybody else <laughs> and that everybody's evil and the worst possible thing was always gonna happen and most of the time I was right. So- It is funny. It, it got to the point where like, yep, yep, they're gonna get, get yep, they're gonna get stabbed. Yep, then he's gonna backstab him. Yep, can't fucking trust him, so. I think there was one time where right at the end, Sid, Thunder God Sid, we were meeting up Orlando. with him. Orlando. Orlando, Orlando, you, you just kept going, ah, he's gonna backstab us. And it turns out he's a fucking good guy. <laughs> He's yeah, a, he's a nice guy. Actually, yeah, it turned out he was like the one person that wasn't an asshole. Yeah, yeah, which is funny. Yeah, but no, I I really did enjoy the story. There was parts of it where I just kind of like it, I I there was some that was like worthy of an eye roll where I just went oh, okay, this is being like over dramatic for the sake of being over dramatic, and like some of the the uh, we'll call it dialogue duels went on a little too long. Like, I get really? it. Yeah, it felt like some of them were just drawn out. Like, yes, I get it. You're going to stab each other and you're going to talk about how you're going to stab each other what was for the my moment, family's honor. And What was a story plot moment that you remember going, oh, just move on? Oh, you know what? There's some at the end, like when you fight some of the, the knights of the church right. from like the order and yeah, yeah. you just don't fucking care about them because you're just going to like, raffle stop steamroll them anyway <laughs> and they just don't matter by that point like you're already at the end like culmination of everything and they just yeah. they, they're just people that don't matter and they're just yelling at you they're for just the a sake fight of, gauntlet right and you're like okay yep just stop talking all right i'm done with you like fuck off we get it you're with the lukavi you're gonna stop us blah 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 blah. we get it yeah yeah <laughs> so that was really the only time that i was just kind of annoyed i guess yeah that but, makes sense and gafgarian I'm sorry. I know you love Gafgarian. I know it, but you do my uh, boy dirty. <laughs> oh, he just like you there. It got to the point where every time he fucking ran away, I would just wanted to scream because I knew, <laughs> I knew he was eventually going to get murdered, but he had to apparently run away like 14 times before you could just inevitably murder him. And his like, his dialogue for me was just kind of excruciating because he just talks about like how awesome he is and how threatening he is, but you like kick his ass every fucking time. Yeah. And so it's just like, I can't like, there's no justification for you sitting here blowing steam out of your ass because you lose every time and you run away and then you come back and you lose again. So I can't take him seriously. See, he, I think drove, he drove me nuts after a while. That makes sense. I think the reason I like him so much is because he calls the highborn, like the lords, mm. out on their bullshit. So yeah, because he's an asshole. No, it's not he's just, just like inherently an asshole no, to everybody. No, no, on a cycle, on like a philosophical level. Sure, when he vocalizes with them, because he he sits there and the lords are, well, he must go, and we have this grand vision and this need, and he's like, yeah, but you're willing to kill your fucking brother? That's fucking dark. And they go, well, won't you? He's like, well, yeah, but I've openly stated I'll do anything for money. Just give me money. I'll fucking do it. I don't care. You, however, you have these high regards, these high moral. You think you have this high moral ground. Fuck you. You're an asshole. And everyone just looks at him and goes, well, aren't you an asshole? He goes, yes, but at least I fucking admit it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That's why I like him because he calls them out on their bullshit and they try and attack him. And he just goes, yeah, 
I know I'm an asshole. That's why you hired me. He just drove me nuts as a character. He really did. I I, I relished when he died. Like actually <laughs> for real died. <laughs> That's too bad. I really like him. <laughs> So did you enjoy the game mechanics? I know we did a lot of grinding in it, a lot mm -hmm. of class building. I think when we when we play the whole thing where you, I, I think we call, what do we call it? Co-piloting. Co co I'm a co-pilot. When you co-pilot, you sort of help me find classes and builds. You go, okay, well, in order for you to get this class, you have to, you look up the research of what classes I need to build. You help me yeah. do that so yeah. I don't have to sit on my phone. I can just keep playing the game. Did you enjoy that aspect of it? Absolutely. Uh, I, I liked how... I want to say like customizable it was mm -hmm. like I, I loved how you could make classes do different things depending on how you synergize them and like what yeah. you mix together. And there was a lot of like, I don't know, uniqueness between different classes too. So like, it wasn't just felt like it didn't feel like the same thing with a different weapon. Like, Oh, you know, I'm a warrior with a sword and now I'm a berserker with an ax. Right. And like just hit yeah. things. Right. Like everything had its own kind of unique play style, whether you use like magic or, you know, other random abilities or whatever the case is. So I really did enjoy that. And I liked being able to research and even just go on like Reddit threads and just see the weird kooky fucked up combinations that people <laughs> seem to come up with where they like absolutely mathematically min max everything. And yeah. like people get hardcore into this game to the point where they're like leveling and de-leveling. And then you level as like specific, it actually kind of reminds me of Pokemon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's hardcore people in Pokemon who know like, okay, this, this Pokemon's going to have this certain type of stat I'm going to breed it with this one right. to get to, the hidden traits. Exactly. And then you like, you, you like level it up, but you don't evolve it because this stat will grow differently at this form than in this form. Like it had the same kind of feel to it almost. Yeah. Whereas like your stats were were, would level differently depending on what class you leveled as and like how like how many job levels you had in that class or like you know all these like different random factors and that was crazy to me that was really cool that it had that much i don't know customization i guess we'll call it yeah and they had the whole like some zodiac signs interacted differently with other zodiac signs also based on sex and so yeah, on, there was so a forth. lot. And then it was like your whole like faith and bravery stats too. And yeah. like there was a game to be played where like you could have maximum bravery and then like zero faith and be an atheist and you could be completely immune to magic, but then you can't heal by yeah. like any means and stuff, right? Too. So there's like this whole like min max system you could totally get hard into if you really wanted. But I kind of just picked like the best of the, you know, whatever I found. And we had some pretty interesting combinations. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I really did see people talk about how the arithmetician was like the best thing ever. And we could not figure out how the fuck that class worked. Well, I think we figured it out. And then we got to the point where I went, oh, I see how this works. That means I have to do it for everyone. That means I have to. I think the idea is generally the enemies you fight are a higher level than your characters. So if you do the arithmetician sure. and you do the level version, you could hit with fireball or spell magic against every enemy but not your own because you're always usually a lower level. Honestly, most people that I, I saw that played the game generally played it to the point where like all their characters were level 99. And what they were doing when they min-max was they were doing the multiplayer battles. That was like the huge yeah. thing, right? So they were just battling against other people's parties who were max level as well. So at that point, like everybody's the same level. So I'm assuming they would have to use the arithmetician in some way that didn't use level because at that point you're just fucking hitting everybody, including yourself. Yeah. So I don't there, get it. there's some other like, I don't know, secrets 
there's secrets to that class that I just don't understand. I never I'll played just never the game. Known. I never played the game to that point. Yeah. So I don't know. So in the story plot, mm-hmm. uh, we're going back to that one. Who was your favorite character? We just talked about Gav Gary and how much you hate him. Who's your yeah. favorite? Uh, you know what? I don't know if I necessarily had like a favorite character. I say I hated every character for different reasons, but the fact that I hated them just is a testament to like how good their story writing was. So they were like the Joffrey hate. You hated the character because the writing was so good. Right, the because they wanted you to hate the characters, not because I hated, you know, I thought they were boring or whatever, but I don't know. I guess the only person who really was like true to their beliefs and their word was Agrius. Yeah. Like Agrius was mm-hmm. the only character who like, yeah, I'm an honorable, good person, and I'm going to stick to my beliefs no yeah. matter fucking what. And she's, like, the only, like, lawful good person in that entire fucking game. And I respect her for that. And she is. I, I kind of liked her, like, kind of big sister protectiveness towards um, the princess. Ovalia. Ovalia, yeah. So, yeah, I know. Agrius. That makes sense. And she kind of had that moment where she found out that Ramza was a Beowulf. And he immediately went to, holy shit, you're right, you didn't know. Please, I'm not like my brothers. I'm not a dick. And she just looked at him and went, yeah, we've been traveling for long enough. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I fucking know that. I'm We're not good. Gonna, I'm not going to judge you based on your family name. And I like that. I really respected that. that like, she's like very down to earth, very much like, no, I just, I judge the world as I see it. And most of you people get judged poorly because you're assholes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. She's a great character. Um, she's definitely a juxtaposed to effort to a lot of the other characters. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, so you hated Gaff Gary, but who was, who was your least favorite character? Oh my God. Uh, and I always forget his name and I was starts the day. Argath. Argath. Yeah. Thank you. Argath. Oh my God. I know he was only really in like the first chapter because obviously you just don't deal with him. He's dead after that. Yeah. But like ugh, every single time that man spoke anything, I just wanted to throttle his stupid fucking rich person neck. <laughs> he really is like the Joffrey of that universe. Like you just, he's just this brat that you want to be like, how do you, like, fuck you. Fuck you for existing kind of thing. <laughs> I just hated him so much. And then, like, they brought him back at the end. And by that point, there's so much that had happened that was, like, worse than what he did <laughs> that I kind of forgot how bad he was. But in, like, the grand scheme, he was nothing, Yeah. realistically. And then he, they just sort of brought him back as, like, an old flame, like, you know, relit. And I'm just like, oh, I don't care about you at this point. <laughs> like, I hated you so much for the entire first chapter of this game. And now that you're back, I just don't care about you because you don't fucking matter. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, I still hate him. That's funny. He is definitely built for you to hate him because he's built as an ally at first. Sure. And by the end yeah. of the first chapter, you want nothing but to kill him and his entire lineage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he, he's like just that like classic entitled like. I don't know. He's the closest thing to a racist, like the hardcore Ku Klux Klan racist. No, it's not racist. Ever... It's a classist. No, it's a classist. It's classist. But in, we don't really have classist in our world right now. I guess. With I mean, close... we do, but it's, it's not as no, bad. It's pretty low key in comparison. Yeah. So he's just like, I hate you because of the way you were born. You are a absolute monster of a man. Oh, yeah. Like just, just the horrible. biggest piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, very reasonable character to hate. Very reasonable. <laughs> 
Um, I think we already got through the the twists you didn't expect, which I think the probably the biggest one is the Delita. Yeah, oh, Delita getting stabbed. Yeah. Um, there was one other one where I went, holy shit! I don't even remember what it was. It was like pretty early in the game. Um, oh, it was uh the Marquis being a vampire oh yeah because you like at the beginning of the game he was like your ally and he was like a really close friend of your house and you're like oh yeah he's like one of the only people that my father trusted and you end up like saving him so you, you they really do set him up to be like maybe he's one of your last allies right yeah like the last allies of your family and then he ends up being a vampiric asshole in the end you're like oh i was not expecting that okay well that's kind of sad <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny because there's a whole story arc in chapter one where it's Dysadarg and Larg using him as an opportunity to get him, to to um, convince him to join their side, to first kill him and then join their side. And it turns out not only did he not join their side, he was on Goltana's side, if you remember. Yeah. But he was actually on the church's side. Right. So there was like a three-way fuck. There's another one too with uh, Dysadarg stabbing, uh, was it Goltana? Larg. Larg. Yeah, when he stabbed Lark, I don't know why I didn't really think of that because they, they talked about how like, oh, Lark, the, you know, Larg is taken care of or whatever the case is. And I thought that they were like allies. And then all of a sudden he just walks up and just shanks him. And I'm like, oh, oh God. Wow, Dysodark is like horrible. Yeah, they set up Dysodark to be quite the villain. Yeah. I mean, you kind of get that from the beginning, like the way he talks to Ramza and like, um... His brother there, so the Zed. Uh, Zalbag. Zalbag. The way he talks to both of them, it's just like, no, you know he's a piece of shit. And he just like, he's got that like shitty, you know, our family's great and better than everybody else kind of mentality. And you're Ramza, you're the half-born child. Yeah. And so obviously you're meant to kind of hate him and you do like pretty damn quick, but like he's worse than I ever thought he could be. Yeah, they definitely build that that on it. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've gone through that, what is your favorite class? Orlando, the, the train paint, the paint train that is Orlando. I don't even know what his fucking class is. I don't even care. He's just the gigantic slaughter fest that just won the end of the game. Oh my god! What? Remember, I kept telling like once there's there's a guy that at the end of the game, once we recruit him, the game becomes a joke. Yeah. Oh yeah, him, just him. The Whatever the fuck he is. Train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I I do like though that style of whatever they were they're like the knight because agrius is kind of like the, the holy knight the, the lesser version of it yeah, yeah where they like have the sword and they use like different types of souls kind of spells yeah so i like the the like flavor of that it's like the black knight and i think the holy knight yeah that's what they call them um i don't know classically in final fantasy i always do like summoners yeah i think summoners are kind of cool i mean the animation is just like so over the top and gets like <laughs> so like just fuck it. I know I'm going to hit this area. Please just hit it. I don't need the whole like Shiva coming out of the sky and like shaking her, you know, frosty tits everywhere. Like, please <laughs> just, just give me the damage. Like it gets, it gets a bit much. And then the, obviously you get the ones like Titan and, and Cyclops where like the whole game, you're like, is it going to freeze? Are we going to recover from this? I really don't know. It's a, it's a gamble every time. <laughs> Cause it's just legs so bad. And to be clear, we played a version where the ROM was hacked to reduce the lag. Right, right. <laughs> And it still was bad, but it survived every time. So, you know, it's That's good. That's hilarious. But yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess, do you have any final thoughts before I ask the final question on this game? Um, no, I mean, 
I got, I no, it was a solid game. And honestly, I, I do like tactics games. I, I can say that I played Tactics Advanced quite heavily. Yeah, and you liked that one I a lot. really enjoyed Tactics Advanced. And I feel like I would have probably, I don't know. I don't know. It was, yeah. Like, I know you would play, it's a, my next question would have been, would you play other games like it? But you already have. Yeah. Um, And I, I, I will admit, I'm, I'll, po- I'll point this out there. I don't, there's a lot of hate for Tactics Advanced. Um, People talk about it like it's a child's game. I think the only thing bad about that game is the judge system. Yeah, I really do hate the judge system. And it got to the point where like, I would just not t- take part in that system at all. Like if I, if I got into a battle where the judges had some stupid fucking rule that just hindered my party, I would just quit and then walk around the map until yeah. I got to the point where it would just change. Or I would just get red carded the entire time. Like I didn't care. Yeah, you'd, you'd so, just walk around later and get your guy out, pay yeah. to get your guy out of jail. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that game is just as adult as this game. It deals with very, very touchy subjects. Oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, disabled kid who finally gets the chance to live a normal life and feels like his friends are just trying to take that away from him. Yeah, a kid who's always moving, his parents are abusive, and now he lives as the ruler and the leader, not as a bullied kid. Yeah. They deal with some really yeah, it's, important it's dark. It's a stuff. dark game. Yeah, and, and your character is trying to pull them all the reality and how this fantasy world is not good for them. Right. Um, it's a very deep game. I think it's just as deep as this one. Yeah. I, I really do give it. It's just a different kind of, it's not Games of thrones It's very straightforward. Yeah, it is. But it is mentally it's, and psychologically It, it deals cool. with like more of that, um, uh, like how far would you go to help your friends yeah. kind of feeling. And like, is it, it, it kind of touches on that. Like, is it healthy to live in a fantasy world even though it's destroying everything around you like and escapism what, right yeah escapism in general yeah which is a, which is still like a relevant topic especially now there's a lot of people like even us like what do we play video games for pretty much escapism yeah i don't know if i play it for escapism because i have other stuff i think i play it for um experiencing something you can't experience otherwise yeah that's true too um it's it's not obviously you know i'm, I'm, I'm kind of a workaholic Mm-hmm. Um, so I like working. That's fun for me. And yeah. video games are just another form of work between work. <laughs> kind of. Sometimes. <laughs> for me, the games I play. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. So it was, I'm glad you enjoyed the game. Yeah. Um, I kind of knew you already would because of the Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as I did. I'm, I'm really glad you enjoyed the Shakespearean yeah. kind of dialogue. Anyway, it is a definitely a game that I think I would play on my own. Like there was, there's a day there where we we're getting towards the end of it and you had jumped in the shower and I just sort of like took over and I was like, okay, I'm going to try a couple battles. Right. And I do like the system is very satisfying. It works out very well and it's very intuitive mm-hmm. and like some of the controls were a little janky, but I think it's just because it's PS1 era Yeah. and there was a little bit of input lag from our Bluetooth controller. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, no, it's, it was pretty easy to figure out and like it was very satisfying. So I definitely enjoyed it. Like the battle system is great. I, I do love tactic style battle system. So yeah, I don't think it's perfect, but I think it got better and better over time. Tactics advanced. I think the, the combat system was even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that any future games get any better. That being said to, fo- to close this all off, are we going to play tactics ogre reborn when it comes out? That's a thing. Yeah. They're redoing tactics ogre for the switch. I didn't, I thought Tactics Ogre wasn't really that well received. Oh, no. So Tactics Ogre was the predecessor. (laughs) Okay, we're probably starting this in the last 
It should have been in the start of the sure, podcast. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But the director, the creator of Final Fantasy Tactics originally came from another company. Sure. And that company had started working on, firstly of all, he made a game called um, uh, Tactics Ogre. All of his, I forget the name of it, uh, March of the Black Queen or something. Okay. All of, all of his game titles are inspiration of Queen titles. Queen, like the band's music titles. Oh. So even the title, really? Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, is not a reference to something that happens in the game. It's a reference to music. Oh, well, Line Wars doesn't really fit in with that. No, that's different. Uh, so in the Tactics, he, he made one game, which was very different than Tactics um, Ogre, Final Fantasy sure. Tactics, but still a Tactics game. Um, but not like grid based, not the same thing. Okay. Then he created a sequel to that. And that game did pretty well, but it was very, it was like a cult classic. It didn't, it didn't get um, released all that much. Mm. It, it, it just didn't get the release that it needed sure. to get big. Um, but those who played it, it got really good reviews. It's widely mm -hmm. considered a re um, one of the best games of all time. Um, then the, he put out a sequel, which was Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, which was also, but it Near the end of the development of Tactics, Let Us Cling Together, the creator of that left that company to go work for Square Enix. Ah. So Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together did come out, I think, just before Final Fantasy Tactics. But it, again, because it wasn't wasn't published with as big of a company, it didn't get as much of a release. Sure. Um, and then Tactics came out. And what happened was because this is before the internet. People thought that Let Us Cling Together was a ripoff of Final Fantasy Tactics. Even though it was the same developer. And it was a sequel and it was it came out before technically. Uh, yeah, but yeah. not much before. Right, right. So it was hilarious in how that went. Yeah. And then what happened is over time Let Us Cling Together became this cult classic that grew and grew love. And then when it came out on PSP, I think yeah, I have again, it on PSP yeah, I think as we well. bought it, yeah. Um I don't think I ever fully finished it because I just no, we have a lot of like tactics-based games for the PSP. Yeah, we like do. Jean d'Arc and Jean d'Arc. Yeah. yeah, I did finish that though. Yes, you did. Um, that one wasn't as good because it's it, it, it's different. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, it it did that and it kind of had this cult following. So now for the Switch, they they've remade it completely, all fully voice acted, um, all brought new graphics. You know that like new two D three D. Yeah, the way they like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're putting it all out now, oh. so I'm definitely gonna be playing it. And I hope you'll play it with me. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be your co-pilot. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so if you liked this game, if you liked Final Fantasy Tactics, if you have stories, nostalgic stories to tell, join us on Twitter. Post them on our Twitter, Ronan Geekery. Um, we'd love to hear your stories. This is a great game. Alex and I love it. Obviously, you love it and I now. Oh, yeah. Um, if you can do that, that'd be great. If you want to talk about it more and talk about more Final Fantasy games, other games you love, join us on our Discord. All the links are in the doobly-doo. One more important announcement is Raised by Spoilers, which we do with uh, Rich and Amanda, mm -hmm. the other Amanda. and or Geek Movie House. Geek Movie House, which she's also known as, yeah. And uh, The Feminist Warlord. The Feminist Warlord. All <laughs> titles attributed to her. She gets a lot of titles. Yeah. Uh, that we do with Raised by Spoilers has moved to its new home. It gets its own podcast, its own stream. So you can find us at Raised by Spoilers. And the links will also be in the doobly-doo. We will have our next episode will come out in October. It'll be our first one with the new music. It'll be Lost Boys. Mm -hmm. With Kiefer Sutherland. Some pretty vampire boys pretty that vampire. aren't sparkly. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for enjoying this game with me. It was very fun. Oh, it was enjoyable. Love you. Love you too. <laughs>